Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Well, hello there, Miss Kai. Hello, how are Ms. you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to have you on our podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Kai and I have known each other for how many years? Like, oh gosh, four or five, four or five years. Yes. We yeah. came to some networking meeting I was at and talked about what yeah, what you do for people. And I'm like, I need to hire that lady. So that's how we met. <laughs> yeah. So we're friends and clients. Uh-huh. So that's awesome through B&I. So today we're talking everything video. So mm-hmm. Kai and her husband, Grant, are videographers and they are amazing. They've done a lot of work for our clients and they have been doing it for how many years? Oh, uh, over 40, the two of us combined. We don't like to give specifics because, you know, woman (laughs) of a certain age and all that. But yeah, a long time. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) He started in the days of Betamax. (laughs) That's how Uh, Some of our audience is like, what is Betamax? (laughs) Okay, that was, uh, yeah. Anyway, a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so what I'd love to hear from you today, because things have changed, right? In oh, the so time much. of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my first thought when, when this all hit was, oh my gosh, how, how are you going to do this in person? So we'll get to that. Okay. But, but first, tell our audience kind of what are some misconceptions about video and, and marketing? Like what are some of the things that they just, they automatically come back and say, well, I can't do that. Like what are some of their obstacles that you hear? Mm, okay. The, the number one obstacle that we hear is that people are afraid to be on camera. They're like super uncomfortable. They're sure it's going to show through when they speak on camera. And that fear keeps them from even giving it a try. What a lot of people don't know is that almost everyone is uncomfortable on camera, even professional actors and actresses. So it it's just something one sort of gets used to and that very seldom comes across the way we think it does. We almost always look better to other people than we do to ourselves, sound more like ourselves than we think we do. So that's one of the big things. And then another is just not knowing where to start, uh, mm. which is, you know, how do I organize this? How do I, how can I possibly have enough time to get a video done? Um, how do I make my room look good? So, you know, uh, and truthfully, if you hire a professional, we help you with pretty much all of that. And we might not clean your office for you, but we will rearrange it if needed <laughs> so that we can get a nice um, professional looking background for the recording, as well as helping them plan the whole production out. That's not their job. Their job is to know their business and talk about it. Yeah. And I imagine another problem is they just don't know what to say, right? And there's that. When we do an interview with somebody, we'll set up and write questions ahead of time, and then they can write the answers. Uh, but of course, that's also where a good marketing person comes in. Uh, <laughs> they really don't know what to, to focus on. 
That being said, if someone doesn't know what to say, so often, I mean, once we're starting to talk about their business, it's more of a conversation than delivering a message in a 30-second commercial. And what's most important is that their personality comes across. People get a feel for who mm. they are. They really care more about the feeling and the connection than the specific exact words that are used. Yeah, kind of like having a, a casual conversation in a coffee shop or, you know, with a good friend mm -hmm. and just focusing on that one person that you're talking to, the, the perfect client. Um, I know that I get stage fright just doing this too. Mm -hmm. So, but, I, but practice makes perfect, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are some of the mistakes? What, what are some of the egregious mistakes that you see in video marketing out there? Like, give me your best. <laughs> what oh, have my you goodness. Seen? Um, well, without pointing at anyone specific, there are the people have really nice cameras on their phones these days. So they think I have this really high definition camera, I can make my own recording. And that is true for things like, you know, posting on LinkedIn, Facebook Live, stuff like that. But if someone's trying to shoot a professional video, reaching out to especially other businesses, the thing they forget is the audio. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I mentioned Grant's years in the business. He's been an audio engineer for over 25 years. And the the microphones in a camera and simply not having a professional microphone like we're using right now, uh, or even a headset that, you know, plugs into your phone, that results in like that cave like rattling around in a cave mm -hmm. sound and it's really hello, easy hello, to detect. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there's a there's a richness to professional audio equipment that you just can't get uh on the on the cheap or on your own. But that's but where we they, there are some options though, right? I mean that oh, to, yeah. to enhance it. Yeah. There yeah. definitely are options and that's um since COVID has occurred and we are unable to go out and record things live or we weren't for many months. We've done a lot of advising people over Zoom and other, you know, mm -hmm. video chats on how to set up their own audio equipment, what to buy, you know, find out what their budget is, uh, you know, how technical are they? And then there are options everywhere from a simple plug-in mic to like your very own uh, wireless lapel if you want to really spend some money. So yeah. there are, there are options, but I think the biggest mistake is people don't even think about that. They're like, well, it's a phone. I can hear myself. So yeah, you need to yeah. get clean audio if it's going to go out into the professional world. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, COVID. So video, tell me about the the options that people have in the time of COVID since you can't really be, I mean, you can meet up with them right now, but mm -hmm. um, what are some alternatives that, that they might not have thought of? Like, for instance, long distance testimonials, like mm -hmm. what kind of projects are you guys working on virtually? Wow. We, let's see, when COVID first hit, we did a virtual award show. So there were like 19 winners and they each had to submit their own winner's video that went into a half an hour pre-produced program that oh, also fine. had, um, well, we were voicing it over. So there was that live event feel, but it was all pre-recorded. So uh, things like that, where it's a combination of do-it-yourself recording and professional editing. Another thing is we've been doing video tours. So depending on the phase that we're yeah. in depends on where we can go to record. But the tours don't necessarily involve someone speaking on camera. And as long as you don't have someone talking at you, so, you know, without a mask on, then it's safer because you're not, the germs aren't being spread. You're just wearing masks and shooting right. video. Uh, and then, you know, and, and once, so in the state of Washington, uh, when we had hit the phase where photographers, which is what videographers fall under, could record groups of like 
two people, then we show up. Um, but we always try to keep the speakers, if they're not of the same household, they're going to be on speaking on camera one at a time. We never want to have people that aren't in the same household you know, near the same microphone. Right. So it, it creates right. some challenges. Uh, it might, we might yeah. wind up using a boom mic instead of a lapel. So we're not getting so close to the person. Yeah. Uh, but we always, uh, we have ways, but it has, you know, it has been a challenge. Uh, and it's, it changes the way you, you record too, because people have to decide, do I want, do they want to do a video showing people in masks that may be valid? We thought for six weeks, now for a long that's time. That's actually a great, you know? yeah, that's a great point. Um, because things will be different in six months, right? Um, theoretically, they thought we yeah, thought this in um, in April when we did somebody's video, and then it really hasn't yeah. changed yet. But that might have been May or June. I got to get myself in trouble here. But uh, sometime when it was warm—that's the thing I remember because yeah. there was no air conditioning where that client was. Yeah. So tell me about because um, you guys are coaches as well. Um, you coach people through their script and what their intention is for the video. Mm -hmm. um, the videos types that I'm thinking of for small businesses are testimonials, um, maybe product demos. You've done a couple of those for us. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned tours. I call them speaking head videos, but mm -hmm. that's not the nicest way to call them. <laughs> um, but, but when you're interviewing team members or maybe mm -hmm. the president or something like that. What are some tips that you have for those specific types of videos when you're interviewing the president or the leadership team or team members? What are things that some tips that you can help them kind of just relax? And it's a 90 second, 90 second uh, video, right? Typically. Okay. Y yes. Uh, 90 to two minutes. Uh, if it's going to be two minutes, though, you generally want to have some B-roll and B-roll is yeah. are those visuals that people see that since somebody's speaking. Uh, but it kind of enhance it will it will enhance the message. So what we do there for uh, if we're doing the interview, then we we now do Zoom coaching ahead of time. So we'll run people through the interview nice. as a rehearsal, but they don't have to bring us on site. So there's a huge cost savings to doing something over Zoom than say driving into downtown Seattle and finding parking. So the new uh, Zoom friendly world has actually made it easier to uh, for people to have us coach them. If they're doing it themselves, some of the things to think about are, are you going to speak, be speaking directly to the camera? Are you going to be looking off to the side as if you were doing an interview on a documentary? Mm. If you're looking off to the side, you have the advantage of being able to look at notes. Please don't write the whole thing down and use a script, but you can look at your <laughs> notes much more easily and unobtrusively than if you're looking straight at the camera. Those things also give a different feel. If I'm looking straight at the camera, it's more conversational. But depending on the message, it can also feel more salesy, like come down to our car lot and buy something now. Whereas if you're over here, well, we do sell used cars and we do it very kindly. So you see the difference in how that's, for the people who are watching this opposed to listening to it, I was looking off camera and straight at the camera. Yeah, I got I got to ask, stop you right there and ask you, because that when I first saw that, I thought, it was kind of weird to me and I don't know why because it was like you're you're not really interviewing someone but so someone off camera is is asking questions Correct. and they're looking out of the camera but you don't see the two the two people mm -hmm. together but you think that's more effective because it's not as direct and salesy I think it depends on the message somebody's trying to get across and the feel they want to get across. If it mm -hmm. wants, if you want the feeling of an about, this is about the company. It's a documentary almost. If you think of anything mm -hmm. you've ever seen on the science channel or discovery channel, you see those interviews. They're almost never looking at the camera. Usually the interview is off to the side. 
if you want to be having a communication, like a one-on-one, like, hi, my name is so-and-so. When I do this, this is how I can help you. Then you want to be looking at the camera because saying that off to the camera, hi, I'm Kai. I can help you when I'm not looking at you feels very yeah, off-putting. Yeah, uh, yeah. You just want to avoid the, uh, the over-the-top salesiness that can happen if you speak too enthusiastically to the It still needs to be conversational yeah. when you're looking straight at the camera. Let's talk about testimonial videos because those are those are super powerful, right? Mm-hmm. You can put them on your website, you can put them on YouTube, you can Correct. use them in social media on Google My Business. What are some tips for small business owners to maybe ask for these, set them up? Like, wh- what's the magic that will help them get more of these in the in the can, so, so to speak? Mm. A really good idea actually came from a client of ours. We shot her video professionally, but she's doing the testimonials remotely and her clients are like big time CEOs. And Mm -hmm. she realized that they were not ever going to quite get around to do that, that doing that recording. So what she did is she set up a Zoom call with them, asked them the things, the questions she wanted them to answer in the testimonials. She recorded it and sent it to us. So making that extra effort to reach out and record someone. You know, we can edit out her half of the conversation. So it just oh, shows the testimonial. And yeah. then another general comment is if there are specific things, and I'm sure you tell your clients this too, specific things that you want the person to say in the testimonial, give them a clue. You know, if somebody yeah. says, oh, they were awesome to work with, I had so much fun doing it. But what you really need them to say is, and it doubled my business because yeah. <laughs> suddenly people are coming to my website and calling me. That might be more important for other people to hear. So no matter how you fun you are to work with, uh, if what you need someone to say is, it got me results, let the people know that that's one of the things you'd like them to include as long as it's true. <laughs> So I love that idea because it's super easy for the person giving the testimonial, mm-hmm. right? They just show up for the Zoom call. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is me as the business owner, I don't have to interview them. I can just give you guys the questions and you're interviewing them. Or did I hear that wrong? Uh, that is an option we haven't done yet. But the way this okay. one client did it is she actually contacted her clients. They, like I said, they're, they're big wigs. They didn't want someone mm-hmm. they didn't know calling them. But because she set it up, they met that met that time commitment and gave her the five minutes to do the testimonial. So what she did is made it easy for them. Of course, if somebody wanted us to contact their clients and record them over Zoom, we we would. We'd even advise them on their setup <laughs> before they got started. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the just another thing about being flexible in our <laughs> newly structured yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about some of your projects. One of them that comes to mind is um, you did a video for um, Dingfelders <sighs> where you have the camera o- over a shot of mm-hmm. him slicing the corned beef for his amazing sandwiches, his New York deli style mm-hmm. sandwiches. And that is on the header of the website. And it mm-hmm. just, it sucks you in, right? It gets your juices flowing. Absolutely. And that I think that when we did, I think it was July. That might have been the first one where we went out once we were allowed to. And uh, it was um, it was really amazing. I I will say we got to eat some of the samples. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) big shout out to Dingfelders, big fan here. Uh, But what they wanted to do, he was building a new website and he wanted people to be drawn in the second they got there. So he shows the assembly of the sandwich. And then uh, we did one of those beauty shots where the camera rotates around the sandwich at the end and you can just See how delicious it is. shot for a sandwich. I love it. (laughs) You can tell we're talking right before lunch. Uh, (laughs) 
And so that, and actually, funny you should mention that because I, you know, he was the one, um, one of my favorite testimonials. He said it was, you know, he needed something to bring people in during the pandemic. He had just yeah. opened his indoor restaurant and he was having to go back to a walk up a window and delivery. And he said that the video was a game changer for his business. And that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that yeah. we did something for someone and it helped, it helped him stay in business, keep his employees with jobs and feed people wonderful food. So that's a great that story. A I love that project. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Because we we do know how important video is to create an emotional connection mm -hmm. with your with your consumer. I think communication, they say it's 92% is visual. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you can have a video like that on your website to really create that wow i need to have this sandwich now right mm -hmm. is is amazing so we develop websites here at fingerprint marketing mm -hmm. so you and i've had this chat before how mm -hmm. important is video to marketing your business i think for almost every business it's super important whether it's the visuals of the mouth-watering sandwich whether it's getting the personality across and even, you know, whether a tour where you can see things, photographs are one thing, but video was something else. When you're talking about that emotional connection, as I've been talking to various people in the, in the marketing world and how they advise their clients to use video, it's been over and over. The thing I hear is that immediate emotional connection. And sometimes mm -hmm. like I, you know, I talked to you. We, um, we, uh, we did a podcast a few weeks ago where I was interviewing yeah. and it's that, that concept that we are. And I'm trying to, it's, it's that mimicry that we have as humans. You see someone smile mm -hmm. and you smile. You see someone cry mm -hmm. and you feel sad. So you can get that kind of connection on video, which is not the same as being there, but in some ways in our world, like being able to see someone's whole face instead of like their mm -hmm. face covered with a mask mm -hmm. can provide a, a similar connection to being there in person. And then they care about you and they might care about your business and they might pick up the phone or email. So... That's yeah, right. and it, it yeah. sometimes it's the difference between someone actually reaching out to you versus your competitors. Mm -hmm. um, I've I have video on my uh, my website, and I ask people, you know, what made you pick up the phone and call fingerprint marketing because we're in a very competitive market, and they're mm -hmm. like, it was your video, just mm -hmm. because they they could tell by the personality and a, and and the interview that that it was someone that they wanted to work with. Now that mm -hmm. doesn't work with everyone. Obviously, everyone has different personalities, but it could just be that difference between standing out from your competitors. And SEO is, um, so search engine optimization, Google awards videos massively. <laughs> they yes. love video because they, they own YouTube. So mm -hmm. there you go. And YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that video can also do is save people time, both in the, um, sense of, okay, so you say somebody called you because they liked your personality. Maybe somebody who sees my video and they're like, ah, I, she's not my type. And then we don't spend a couple of hours figuring out whether we not we can work together. Or maybe yeah. she sees my video and says, now there is someone I want to work with. So you, it's yeah. kind of a, a sorting hat for the Harry Potter people out there to figure <laughs> out who who's your best match. And then yeah. So another, another client of ours, she's a, you know, I mean, the, she's a, she does fundraising events for nonprofits yep. and yep. she used to get so many calls for, well, but can you do my wedding? And she's like, no, I only yeah. do fundraisers for nonprofits. And her three minute video explains what she does, 
what she doesn't do gives you a feel for her personality. And I love her, her story, which is she, after she had our video, uh, after we produced her video for her, she got the biggest client of her career to date. And they said, it's because your video made you look so much more professional than your competition. So oh, wow. the video just Kite, gave her that, that edge. Great. That's a great testimonial. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I love your idea of filtering out people that are not a match for your business <laughs> based on that. So again, it's very crowded and noisy, right? Out in the mm -hmm. market. So if you can get straight to the point through video, that's even better. Mm -hmm. Another question, well, same question I had before, but what are the biggest mistakes that you see people making outside of audio and, you know, being nervous? Like, are let me rephrase that. Are there ways that I can do video for my small business where I don't have to be on camera aside from the tours? Like, give me oh. some, give the audience some ideas for video. Sure. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, a couple of examples actually come through clients of yours. So we did one for someone who had invented a new, a new fishing rod and rod and reel. <laughs> and we just did a product video. He dropped the product off, showed us how to use it. And then we recorded and did a voiceover. And then another one uh, wanted to tell the history of their company. And unfortunately, the octogenarian that was going to tell the story of his company oh, that had been around right. since the 60s, his health was failing. And so we used we used photographs and voiceovers uh, and some video that we had taken on site of the uh, historic equipment. It was uh, an engineering company. And that made a beautiful, almost documentary style video for them in like two minutes. Uh, and then... Yeah. So if people don't want to be on camera speaking, but they only want to be shown doing things, we did one for mm -hmm. uh, a dog trainer. So she's excellent oh, with the dogs, yeah. terrified to speak on camera. We, we, she was able to say, basically say hello in a few sentences. And uh -huh. then the rest of it, she voiced over. So we recorded her speaking, but she didn't have to speak on camera. Uh, and yeah. as someone who started off very shy on camera myself, I actually have a lot of tricks up my sleeve, either for feeling better on camera or for getting around being on camera. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, and you can also do uh, screencasts on your computer if you're showing someone demonstrating, right? Or mm -hmm. you can voice over demonstrating of the products like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I just want to take a few minutes to talk about the tech side because okay. that seems to be the first thing that people obsess about, right? It's not it's not necessarily what am I going to say or how am I going to look, but it's, I need the best mic. I need all this fancy oh. equipment. So if for the DIYers out there, what are some options for audio and, and video okay. that you recommend? Uh, the main thing to think of when you're thinking about video, because most of us have cameras with high definition cameras, uh, sorry, right. phones with high definition cameras. Yeah. The thing to think about the most is stability. So if I'm going to take my camera I said that my phone and use my camera in here. I need to have it on a tripod made for a phone. I don't want to mm -hmm. be holding it because no matter if I'm a surgeon, I'm still going to have it just a little handshake the longer I hold my camera. And that might not look much like much to you, but to somebody watching the video, it will give them vertigo. So think mm -hmm. stability. Even if you have someone holding the camera for you, don't have them hold it up here. Have them lean it on something like rest their hands on the back of a chair and record you if that's the only option you have. Uh, yeah. But any kind of tripod, um, I think we use, we have one from a company called Mopal that we got online yeah. for like 20 bucks. It needs to have an extender so you can like raise it a little bit above you and get that nice sort of selfie stick look. Yep. Another thing to think about is lighting. And while oh, yeah. Fresnel's and the other professional studio lights used still do cost hundreds to thousands of dollars a simple led um that you can put on an inexpensive tripod and tell it what color of light you need it to be 
by that I mean, uh, so sunlight is one color, overhead, you know, fluorescence, or you know, indoor lights is a different one. So you want to match that temperature color. It's something you can Google. But the <laughs> LED lights might be between $20 and $30, and they have all these adjustments. And it's really important to have enough light in video. So mm. uh, if some, you know, if you take a photograph, you can enhance that a bit on your mm -hmm. photo program. But if you don't have enough light in video, you're you just, there's not much you can do. So uh, make sure you that you get that kidnap well look, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Put the in little a dark thing room. over your eyes. And then, uh, so I'm going audio. back to what was the audio. Yes. So yeah. I'm using, so if you're staying in one place, your microphone looks fabulous. Uh, you probably paid more than $99 for it, but this little guy here is 99 bucks. It plugs it in with a USB. So it's very low tech and being not Bluetooth, it is a lot less vulnerable to like passing airplanes and like accidentally connecting to your, uh, iPad when you wanted it to talk to your computer, which are things that happens with Bluetooth. Uh, and then there are also very inexpensive wired lapel mics. So you can get all kinds of things online. <laughs> ah, yes. And yes. the reason, the main reason for the wired lapel, well, too, one is anything that is wired is less likely to pick up interference from around, whether it's a radio station, if anyone still listens to the radio or other you know, household noises going on. But the other is a wireless lapel. The kind of thing we use mm. on a video shoot is going to run you upwards of seven hundred to a thousand dollars to get a good quality. Wow! Lap. So wow. if if you're the video you're doing can possibly involve not moving around much, get a wired microphone. <laughs> and then for editing, there's so many different softwares out there, even on your phone, right? You can download video editing apps and so forth. I'm sure that you can. We use Final oh. Cut Pro, uh, and so yeah. we don't really dabble that much in the others yeah. uh, but certainly there are things that are out there uh, that people can use uh, some things come with your computer some don't uh, so yes I because I have a 27 inch Mac with a professional editing system I don't spend much time checking those out but I'm or sure that anybody listening this might Magnus have some ideas Media, right? or just hire us <laughs> sure <laughs> but you were yeah so we're always happy to edit other people's footage as well and that's something we have wound up doing an awful lot during okay. the pandemic even the okay. project we did for our um, that we did for our networking group, everybody sent in their video clips and we put it all together and did some audio engineering oh, yeah. so it sounded better. So there yeah. are, I guess it's a hybrid. Like they're starting to have hybrid events that are part partially virtual and partially partially in person. We can do hybrid yeah. video and coach people how to do it. You record it, you send it to us. We make it look and sound more professional. That's amazing. Well, Kai, this has been very informational. Whether you do video for DIY style, your your own, you know, video, or you hire a company like Magnus Media and Kai and Grant, just remember that video is not, it's no longer a uh, would be nice to have or mm -hmm. sure, we'll get to it someday. It's It's here now. And it's really an important tool in your toolbox. And I think mm -hmm. you agree, Kai. So if anyone wants to get more tips from you, where can they get more tips? Good. Okay, excellent. Uh, we can... We have on our website a, a download that you can get. So go to magnusmediavideo.com. It's Magnus, M-A-G-N-U-S, media, M-E-D-I-A, video.com, and then backslash on camera tips on dash camera dash tips and you can Great. download um, our new mini ebook which is uh, top five most popular video tips that you probably won't find elsewhere oh i love that yeah. i'm i'll have that in the show notes and then if anyone else wants to reach out to you where can they find you 
The best place is on our website that Fingerprint Marketing made for us, so check it out. <laughs> it's magnusmediavideo.com. And then there's a contact sheet and they can get a hold of us. I'm also on LinkedIn. So that's a long okay. thing that we can put in the show notes. Great. Well, thank you, Kai. I appreciate it. And uh, great video, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. guys, thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.